Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Eric and Kelsey from Supergirl.tv to discuss the season three episode of the show titled Midvale. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yes, we're excited to be here. Very excited to have you on because you do a a tremendous amount of work with uh, your website for the Supergirl fan community, and I think it's an awesome thing that you guys do. Uh, Just real quick before we get started, uh, what made you guys want to start uh, watching Supergirl? What got you into the character? Uh, Just so that our listeners kind of have a, a baseline for your uh, interaction with the character of Kara. Our entire site is actually kind of based on a lot of failures on both of our parts in that we can't draw, uh, we can't write, we're not very good in the comic book traditional sense. Um, but we always wanted to affect the life of a fictional character in some way. Um, so we're not, you know, we're not writing the show, we're also not writing comic books, we're not drawing, we can't. We're not that good at it, um, but one of the things we are good at is websites. It's kind of in our profession, and we thought this might be a great way that we could try and help uh, boost a fictional character, um, change a fictional character's life. Maybe not that far, but it's our passion and our love for Cars RL that we've we've always had that. Gosh, since well, you you read Supergirl I've, since yep. you were a child. And I've read I, Supergirl for ages, decades. And I actually haven't started until the series, actually, uh, until I've grown a passion for Kara and and her history. Yeah, until I twisted your arm a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when it, way before it started, he was like, you know, I think I'm just going to write a blog about Supergirl. And I thought, well, good for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, a little secret, but Kelsey's more of a Marvel person. Oh, well, that's acceptable. <laughs> that is welcome as well. <laughs> Just ratted me out. Well, no, <laughs> well, that's all right. Well, it's it's good to hear a little bit of your Supergirl origin story, and uh, we're very excited to talk to you about this week's episode. Um, but before we get to that, we need to get to the news. 
According to Variety.com, Warner Brothers TV Group has launched an investigation into allegations of inappropriate behavior by Andrew Kreisberg, an executive producer on the CW shows Arrow, Supergirl, The Flash, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Kreisberg, who has been suspended by the studio, has engaged in a pattern of alleged sexual harassment and inappropriate physical contact over a period of years, according to 15 women and four men who have worked with him. Kreisberg strongly denies the allegations. In response to the news, Melissa Benoist tweeted out a statement. She wrote, I am a woman who leads a show that supports equality and feminism, empowerment, and fighting for what is right. I have always tried to conduct myself this way personally as well. Sadly, the show and my career are a part of an industry that doesn't always mirror these sentiments. This is heartbreaking and at times makes me feel helpless. I know I'm not the only one who feels this way, but I'm an optimist. I believe lasting change is possible, and when people are mistreated, they should have a safe forum to speak their truth and always be heard. And when people commit crimes and harass others, they should always be held accountable, no matter what industry they work in or how much power they wield. I've spoken up about it in the past, publicly and not so publicly, and I'll continue to do so. All of us should without fear or shame. We all need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. So this week, I'll head back to work on Supergirl, even more committed to being a part of changing the norm by listening when people speak up and refusing to accept an environment that is anything less than a safe, respectful, and collaborative space. Uh, So uh, that was good for Melissa to put out that statement on Twitter. It was uh, nice to hear her words on that. Uh, Morgan, do you have any thoughts about this news? I'm really glad that Melissa spoke out. I've seen a couple of other of the actors from the from the various shows have put out statements um, supporting uh, everybody who's come up with uh, and, and talked about what happened. So I think that that's great. This whole thing is is crazy. And it seems like uh, I'm glad that they're finally taking it seriously. You have to wonder, like, how long this sort of went on before anybody, you know, actually, like, did something about it. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it, it does make you wonder about that. And it's, it's unfortunate that this has happened, but uh, we definitely wanted to make sure that we addressed it on the podcast because we even got some emails from listeners who were sending us links. So uh, we wanted to definitely address this. Um, Eric, Kelsey, I don't, I don't know if you have anything you want to say about this. So from our point of view, I guess, you know, we're, we're still very shocked about it. Um, through doing Supergirl TV, we've had, we've been blessed um, to meet a lot of the people from the show. Um, oddly enough, one of the people we never met was Andrew Kreisberg. Um, but someone we did meet and have met several times is Sarah Schechter, who is the president of the Berlanti Group, who produces all of the Arrowverse. And you know, she's expressed several times to us how much faith she has in Jessica Queller and Robert Rovner, who currently produce the show. And if there's any hole that's left from Andrew's absence, um, I'm sure that Sarah would be the first to say she has absolute faith in what Jessica and Robert are doing with the show right now. Yeah, I think that's great. It's it's good to hear that, uh, you know, even though there's some maybe some bad news, some crazy news. Morgan, I, I agree with you. It's just it's insane. Like I would never expected this to happen, even though a lot of stuff has been happening like this. 
I didn't know we would have to deal with this, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's it's something that you don't expect, and it's very it's very unfortunate. Um, but I, it sounds like that they are taking some steps to investigate it and uh, try to make things right. And so I think that's very uh, it's very admirable of everyone working on the show uh, to t- to like you said, Morgan, you know, take it seriously and and, and make sure that uh, people are heard and, and investigations are done. So it's a it's a very serious matter, um, but we definitely wanted to cover it on the podcast and just make sure that everyone was aware of what was going on. Um, TVLine.com reports that Laurie Metcalf, is that how you pronounce it? Metcalf, that is correct. I did it for once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, ha- I have a tendency to butcher ev- every kind of name. Um, that Laurie Metcalf has landed a guest spot on the CW drama playing the estranged mother oh, of I Jeremy. Guess I should say, I, sorry, I copied that. The CW long. drama is Supergirl, by the way. Spoiler oh. alert. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just going to leave that hanging. Like, that, what, that's, what, that's, drama? that's totally my fault. Well, now everyone knows. <laughs> We're Reporting on crazy ex-girlfriend, you guys. Um. <laughs> so if, if you want to try to start over so it makes more sense uh, now that I've sure. Uh, made sure that that is correct, uh, <laughs> you can do that. So Laurie Metcalf has landed a guest spot on Supergirl, playing the estranged mother of Jeremy Jordan's wind shot. Uh, we'll meet her in the 15th episode of the season, which will air sometime in 2018. News of Metcalf's casting was first mentioned rather casually in the Vanity Fair feature, which claimed that Metcalf initially showed interest in the part so her youngest child can meet her idol, Melissa Benoist, which is a, a fair reason to take any, any role. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, so uh, Eric, Kelsey, uh, do you all have any thoughts about Laurie Metcalf joining the show? I know a lot of people know her from Roseanne. I I did not watch Roseanne. I actually know her from The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, um, I guess she that's plays most of what I know her from too. Right, <laughs> me I, too. I, I was like, is this the second genius child? She's she's, she's got have? a yeah. She's the mother of a lot of smart children. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a very different role, obviously, than what we've seen. Um, obviously, you've got such a dark past with Wynn, so and the toy man, toy man, toy man, toy man. Yeah, he does not make toys. It's toy man. He used to. He, he used to make to. it. He's in jail now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we don't know what he's doing in jail. He could be whittling some stuff. <laughs> Nothing done like a paper airplane. So he's working on that next toy line. Uh, yeah, I am super excited about this. Lori Metcalf is a great actress. I do know her first from Roseanne. Uh, she was on Roseanne for a very, very long time. Uh, but she's also been in a lot of movie roles uh, that I can remember, uh, like JFK. Um, things like that that sort of stick in my mind. I think she was in Scream 2. Was it Scream 2? Scream 2 or Scream 3. One of those. Uh, but she she was awesome in that. So she's a, she's a versatile actress. She can do basically anything. Um, and she's fantastic in it. So I'm so excited that she is coming to the show. Um, Morgan, do you have any other thoughts before we move on? Yeah, no, I'm excited that we're going to find out more about Wynn just because I feel like he has been very late this season in that sometimes I forget that he's still on the show. Yeah. So <laughs> it's Aww. like, and then Wynn is in the back. I mean, he does, he's helpful. He, they just haven't been almost have there been any like win focused episodes i don't think there have been this season not this season the the last one was uh with the his 
girlfriend, uh, Lyra. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, are they even still dating? I don't. I don't I'm gonna know. say yes. Oh well, yeah. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's so funny because you know when we were uh, when we were at Comic Con, we asked him about that, and he said, "Oh yeah, Lyra's still around, and we'll see it." But then you have no idea how much they cut on the you know on the cutting floor. That's true. That she might have been around, and we just. We have no idea because there's just no time to tell that story. Yeah, it sounds a lot like uh, Sean's old uh, uh, secret from his past yeah. that, we, yes. that we don't know about. We're still waiting on. Maybe maybe that's part of his secret is that he has been secretly working with Lyra off screen somewhere doing something important. I know what his secret is, but we can't get to it until mm-hmm. we start talking about uh, Midvale. Okay, well, I'm sure Jean has a lot of secrets, uh, so that that, may, that adds up. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I am really excited about uh, getting to see more Wen, uh, getting to learn more about his past and his family. And, uh, you know, in addition to the fact that he goes bowling with James sometimes, uh, that's good to know. <laughs> right. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to watch out for uh, when Lori Metcalf shows up as Wen's mother. Very exciting. All right, well, that's all the news that we have. So uh, let's get into our discussion of the Season 3 episode titled Midvale. And here is the official description. Quote, Carr and Alex head home to Midvale for a little R&R. While there, Carr recalls a painful memory of a childhood friend's death and how that traumatic experience brought the Danvers sisters closer together, unquote. Um, So Eric and Kelsey, uh, this episode... uh, was basically all i mean most of it was in flashback so it was very different formula for uh episodes on supergirl uh so i'm curious about what you guys thought about the flashbacks and in particular uh young cara and alex and their dynamic and i i guess uh let's Let's start with you, Kelsey. What, what did you think about young Kara and Alex? Oh, I I actually love them. It uh, kind of reminded me of my relationship with my older sister in that, you know, there's there's some jealousy maybe. There's, you know, we in the previous seasons, we've always seen that Alex has had some memories of when her, when their mother would be like, well, you should know better. And Car is just, she's the younger sister and she can, she needs help. And, and, uh, and it's actually kind of nice to see how Kara actually was. And Alex was, uh, as teens. Cause whoo, wow. Sisters. They were, they were definitely sisters, a little bit of a handful, each of them in their own <laughs> ways. <laughs> that is for sure. It's nice. You can see the kernels of what they're going to be when they're adults, but it's, oh, Kara was just so intelligent, I guess. Calculus <laughs> at four. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it makes you a little sick. Uh, in, in, the, in the jealousy department, uh, I was never good at math uh, personally, uh, so it does make me jealous. Um, Erica, what did you think about uh, young Cara and Alex? I can't sing the praises of um, Olivia. Uh, I'm going to butcher her last name. Nikana. <laughs> Welcome. No, yeah. <laughs> I fit right in. Olivia Nikanan and um, uh, was it Isabella Vid- Vidovic. Vidovic? Yeah. Yeah. The um, casting on them was they, incredible. They oh, looked yeah, they looked so much like younger versions of Kyler and Melissa. It was insane. Well, I know. And and the thing that was just I mean they had the appearance, but the other thing was that they had the mannerisms down so so well done. Um, Olivia's Alex, the way she tossed her hair, the way she tilted her eyebrow a little bit, it was like I don't know if she was studying the show or she had like a whole follow 
Kyler Lee around for a day and see what it's like. But I mean, you you could just see the Alex in her. Oh yeah, yeah. You could you could definitely tell that they were supposed to be the adult versions of of the characters that well they're supposed to be the younger versions of the adult versions that we know of very well and i and speaking of the mannerisms uh, i really liked the touch of because on supergirl radio we talk quite a bit about how Kara deals with her glasses you know and and, (laughs) and when she when she takes them off and puts them on that means specific things for that scene and i noticed when Kara and alex are sitting at the lunch table at the end of the episode it was it was really cute how the actress who plays young Kara was sort of fidgeting with her glasses a little bit because she was a little unsure of alex coming to join her at the lunch table so i i thought that that was a, a really nice touch so yeah they they captured the essences of those two characters very, very well. It's symbolic, too, because Kara's glasses are her humanity. She only wears them when she's being human. And that was, you know, as she said, that was her her time when she decided to be human, essentially, to take, take on the role of Kara Danvers. And so, you know, she's fidgeting with her glasses. She's also kind of settling into, I'm going to be this human girl now, and I'm going to have a sister, and... And it really only took a murder mystery to <laughs> bring those two together. Just, just a regular <laughs> Scooby-Doo adventure, yeah. Isn't that how everybody bonds? I, I mean, I thought that we all had one or two murder mysteries in our past. They didn't just solve a mystery, you guys. They found out that the douche quarterback was smoking pot, they caught a predator, and they solved a murder. That's right. That's oh, right. Wow. That's, and I that's just, true. Several and crimes. Just, you know, trying to pass high school. <laughs> <laughs> and pass all of their classes. <laughs> that is so true. Um, great, great points, Eric, about Kara's uh, glasses and, and what that might mean as well. Um, Morgan, do you have any other thoughts about young Kara and Alex in the uh, flashbacks of this episode? I just really like that. I like the episode on a whole, and I really like the uh, the way that they use the flashbacks. I thought it was it was so nice. I was kind of surprised that there was so little uh, Kyler and Melissa in the episode uh, because it's a it's a heavy uh, Alex and Kara episode. And I think that if they hadn't cast the young, the younger actors so well, it kind of would have felt like it could have gone wrong so easily. But I felt like I was watching Kara and Alex, just a younger version of them because the, the actresses were so good and they had the mannerisms down so well. And I, I really like seeing their background. We've heard a lot about um, from the last two seasons about, little just little bits and pieces of how they were when they were younger and and that there was some conflict there and it was it was nice to be able to actually see it on screen yeah i think uh, you make a good point that if they had not cast these two well it would have been like what what am i watching this is not what i signed up for but they they were so good that i i was invested in what they were doing because it did feel like i was watching Kara and alex um, for me, I was struck by uh, Alex as the the, the cool girl, uh, the popular girl. I, I was not expecting that. But when I thought about it a little more, that sort of made sense because we've met party girl Alex. So maybe party girl Alex came out of that cool girl Alex who had, uh, you know, kind of gotten in with the... Uh, the, the the crowd at the at the cool table at, at lunch and and with her friend Josie uh, who is obviously named after Josie and the Pussycats so that's that's <laughs> what I'm going to assume uh, but I, I was sort of uh, struck by she how she was 
elevated to, you know, one of those those cool kids at the school. And I thought it was a nice contrast that Kara was that nerdy girl sitting by herself, uh, you know, waving at the other nerdy kid to, to invite him over. I thought that that was a really nice touch that they were so contrasting in, in their personalities and their status at school. Uh, I thought that that was a, a really good way to go about that because at the end, you can bring them together and put them on the same, you know, um, same field, same playing field um, in terms of, of their status and, and sort of bring them a little closer together. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so since we, we mentioned a little bit of the uh, Scooby-Doo mystery that goes on <laughs> in this episode, uh, what did everybody think about how they uh, worked, you know, little Cara and, and, well, I shouldn't say little, these were young ladies in high school, uh, uh, young Cara and Alex and how they went about solving uh, the, the mystery of what happened to Kenny. Um, Eric, what did you think about all that? Well, <laughs> so uh, fascinating because, you know, you have Cara who at that point, um, so we have to assume she arrived on Earth and she was 12 and, then, and they said in the episode she was 15. So if you know, math-wise, and I, I'm not doing calculus at four, but I, she's probably <laughs> been there for about three years. Um, if that's the case, then she's been more or less her Kryptonian self for a while, and she hasn't truly adopted Earth mannerisms yet. And she's clearly obsessed with Superman, so she's following his career and everything he's doing with his uh, underwear on the outside and everything. <laughs> but then... You know, then this horrific crime happens, and the one thing that was starting to be her connection to humanity is taken from her. And she's always had that desire to help. She's always wanted to do um, do right and and try and live up to the uh, what her cousin is doing and the example he's set. And then, in some ways, it's an opportunity for her, but in another way, she's kind of seeking. Um, to find that humanity just by reclaiming uh, that friendship she had with Kenny and honoring that after he, you know, died. So I, I thought it was really good. It was a crazy motivation because uh, a murder at a high school uh, in a small town of Midvale, that's, that's insane, intense stuff. <laughs> but um, I liked it. You know, I thought, I thought that she did a great job and it, you know, it, it wasn't outlandish in her reactions to the, the situations. Yeah. I, I was wondering about that too, about Midvale. I, they probably don't have a ton of crime. So this must've been a, a huge uh, scandal in the, in the town of this kid who had been murdered. Um, but I like your point about how Kenny was sort of her connection, one of her first connections to humanity and how, uh, someone finally, you know, saw her as as all of who she was, as Kara and as this being who could fly. So uh, I, I definitely like that as well. Um, Kelsey, what did you think about, since we talked a little bit about uh, Kenny, what did you think about Kara's, well, and even Alex's uh, relationship uh, with with Kenny and, and how it, it sort of bonded them that they both lost him? Oh, well, first off, I really love the casting choice. Uh I believe his name is Ivan Mock, is playing Kenny, and I big props for having uh, an Asian love interest on the show. On the show, yeah. New. Um, Supergirl, yeah. Which and I'm I'm Hapa, so when I see any like a um, I'm half Filipino. Explain what Hapa is. Oh, sorry, so sorry. I'm from Hawaii. That's just what we use. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just it's 
I'm half Caucasian, half Filipino. And so seeing people of color, especially even in the background of Midvale was just very, it was nice. It was a, a, it's subtle, but it's also noticeable and meaningful for someone like me. Um, and Kenny killed it. I, it, and I, I think it just speaks to my high school heart where I was starting to really fall for these two uh, stargazers. Stargazers, <laughs> and then three minutes later, he's dead. And then, and then it was that was the uh, that was a bummer. <laughs> I thought he was gonna get his nose broken. Yeah. Because when Car kisses someone, she breaks their nose. Yeah. <laughs> that was gonna be the origin story of that of that comment. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, I totally thought that was what was gonna happen. But it was nice. It was believable how those two just sort of solved it. They they Alex and Kara both had different reactions, especially Kara when she's hearing all of these background voices of like you didn't know him and and it's really starting to peak, like Eric said, her humanity in terms of empathy and, and starting to build relationships. Yeah. It was a, it was a good example of seeing Kara connect with someone else outside of the Danvers family was, it was someone she could actually relate to in terms of the stargazing and all of that. So yeah, it was a really, really sweet relationship. Um, Morgan, what did you think about, uh, the mystery of who killed Kenny. Sweet South Park reference, Supergirl. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I also really liked it. The whole episode reminded me very much of Smallville, which uh, obviously it did because there was a Chloe Sullivan shout out. <laughs> yeah. yes. Literally directly shouted out Smallville in their episode that felt like an episode of Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like a Smallville Inception, but uh, <laughs> I think I had to pause it. Um, for like five minutes after the Chloe Sullivan mentioned just to like furiously tweet like all of my feelings and just scream in all caps. And like, (laughs) I was very, very excited. She was my favorite character on Smallville. I mean, this is a, a, admittedly a weird week for that kind of reference. Uh, Unfortunately timed, I think. (laughs) Unfortunately timed indeed. But, uh, I was like, I'm not going to let it kill my joy. It doesn't diminish the character. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but I was really excited, especially because I was excited because it, it felt like a Smallville episode. And then, in essence, Chloe Sullivan solved the whole case, which was uh, a, basically the like the outline of every Smallville episode, where they'd be like, "Oh, how like what's going on?" And Chloe would be like, "This is it," and they'd be like, "Oh," she would just like she would like touch like she would touch her laptop, she would just like smash some keys, and then she'd be like, "Look at I blew up this picture twelve times." <laughs> <laughs> she had like CSI technology on her high school computer, <laughs> but no, I, I like I really like the way that they they work together and uh, and solve the mystery. And and I, I really did like that uh, the Kenny character. I thought he was he was so he was only in a couple scenes, but he was he seemed so sweet and like you really got you really understood why everyone was so upset um, that that he had been killed. Yeah, he would. He had a really sweet scene there with Kara when they almost kissed, and it, it just it just felt like, you know, uh, like a like a regular thing that happens, you know, in high school that sometimes those first crushes happen, and it it just felt very. Uh, uh, 
I don't want to say down to earth, uh, but it, it just it just it it felt like the kind of thing that would happen in high school. And I thought it was nice that he he talks to her because he obviously by that time he knows that she has these super abilities and he references what it would be like uh, to, you know, know other planets and other civilizations. And uh, Kara has that nice moment where she says, you know, I, I bet they're looking at the st- sky too. And, you know, these families are acting just like ours. And I thought that that was a nice moment that they had that, that, that connection. Um, e- even if uh, things went, uh, downhill from there i guess is the nice way to say that um but yeah it was interesting about the the chloe reference because there's a lot of smallville stuff that was going on um i think midvale high was that not the same building that they used to use as smallville high school was it i I think it was it looked a lot like the same school uh so that was interesting i think you're right though because i was like oh man this really is reminding me of smallville so much like why? <laughs> because they use the location. <laughs> they use the exact same look. They're like, you know what? Why turn away from a good thing? If, if it ain't broke. Exactly. Yeah, they, they had the Smallville High building. Um, Chloe's referenced as being friends with Clark, and she has a wall of weird. Um, and I would even, this might be a reach, but I think the telescope was even a throwback yes, to a telescope. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Cl- I know. Clark's stocky behavior with Lana, the, <laughs> the the girl next door. All we needed was a barn and we would have had it. I know. A barn in like some early 2000s lifehouse? Yeah, like like why did they not play the play some of that like early 2000s music like a little like a little dashboard confessional in the background. <laughs> They're like, oh. "Wait, I don't even know if this is the right time period." It's like, "Shh, don't think about it. <laughs> Just enjoy it." Speaking Just of time periods though, how how about those Razer flip phones? Oh, yeah. Period specific phones. I loved that. Very specific and it uh, felt very relatable. I yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoyed those flip phones. I was right there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sometimes I long for the days when I don't have a phone that's connected to Twitter. Some some days I do long for long for that. Maybe I should go back to the flip phone. Uh, yeah, they they did a pretty good job of uh, connecting it back to that time period. Even the the star quarterback's Letterman jacket had like two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven on theirs. And Alex's choker too. And yeah. like, oh man, is that still in? Like, I I missed wearing <laughs> the choker when I was in high school. <laughs> Alex's whole outfit, like the choker, the little vest. I was like, Alex, you're killing it. <laughs> she was the cool kid. That she was so sure. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they definitely did a good job of trying to make it feel like 10 years ago. Um, And I guess we should talk about, um, before we move on to present-day Alex and Kara, um, we should probably talk about, uh, I I know, Eric, you uh, referenced it a little earlier about Jean sort of making an appearance in this episode. I say sort of because he... He showed up, but he was also partially someone else uh, for a little bit in this episode. So what did you think about Carr being paid a visit by an FBI agent, Noel Neal? Well, that's that's what I thought his big secret was, is that somehow he knows what Carr's mom looks like. I think he masquerades 
as a lady F- FBI agent named Noelle Neal, and he goes out and does things. Oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just what he does in his free time, okay? Let's, let's, let's not judge. It's like Duke oh, Silver dear. from uh, Parks and Recreation. Like, you, yeah. you, don't, you don't know where he is, but he's over there as FBI agent Noelle Neal. That's that's his uh his old uh, that's if he could confess a secret I think that's what he would say. <laughs> I, that's what it had to be because I can't I can't reconcile how he would have known what she looked like, and so um, what Eliza just calls up the DEO and is like, "Hey Jeremiah, send over your friend that can shapeshift or whatever. We got a car is off the deep end again. <laughs> She's flying around. We can't have her flying around anymore." And and so he just shows up. I mean, it was great. I, anytime we can see Sean, I love I love seeing Sean. But it did seem a little like okay. Um, it I guess in, as a storytelling device, it was a good way to see young Kara kind of vent to her mom, um, you know, her her birth mom because she really kind of had it. And I thought acting wise, that was a great scene. But I also couldn't get over the like, huh? I wonder I wonder why he's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a little confusing. Um, Kelsey, do you have any thoughts about Kara being told to hide her abilities and and not act when even when she wants to to help people? It's kind of funny, like seeing seeing the sheriff be like, "Don't do the investigation." She's like, "I'm going to do the investigation." <laughs> and uh, don't look for the telescope. I'm going to look, look for, for the te- telescope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that uh, I could see why back then there might be some hesitancy because she is younger and more prone to probably impulsive actions uh just like she did with the football jock and i thought she was really just gonna lay into him yeah that i thought that was a torn rotator cuff or something like he was not gonna that arm was not going to be throwing footballs at anymore. I could see, I could understand the hesitancy and the worry of everyone back then when she's still so young. She's still trying to figure out if she wants to be, if she wants to integrate into this life she has now or whether she wants to be the Kryptonian that she knows she was before she but just before all of this tragedy hit her. Yeah, I think it was uh it was fair of Eliza to be concerned because we even see when they go into the woods uh with Alex and and Kara, Kara doesn't have full control of some of her abilities yet. <laughs> right. She, yeah. she uh accidentally sets a little bit of a tree on fire with her heat vision <laughs> and almost knocks out Alex. So there, there is some concern, I think, that is warranted uh, with young Kara at this point. Morgan, uh, do you have any thoughts about Kara thinking that she saw her Kryptonian mother? I just thought that whole scene was weird and honestly unnecessary. I was just like, wouldn't you, like, I feel like... I feel like the amount of questions you would have upon seeing your dead Kryptonian mother show up as a DEO agent, just super chill, super cash. And like, <laughs> and like, I feel like that would just throw off any message. You would just be like, wait, I want to circle back around to the fact that you yeah. look literally exactly like my dead mom. Like Did just exactly. Say, like, <laughs> you, ha- I have a similar face. And, and she's I'd be like, like, no, no, one of those faces. It's like, no, <laughs> no, you no, don't. Exact, you have the exact, face of my dead mom yeah. so like i feel like i can't focus on like your helpful advice right now yeah <laughs> it, was, 
it was very, I feel like it was very strange. I wasn't sure why it was in. I mean, the only reason I feel like it was in the episode was kind of to show that John was looking out for, for both of them, like all along, but just like, just on a, like a, like a more like not, this is not important at all, but the wandering accent in that scene was driving me insane like yeah. i'm not sure what accent erica durance was going for but it just it lilted in and out <laughs> up and down I, all I over the place and i i just kept thinking does she need an accent does this <laughs> does this fake character need an accent <laughs> yeah that's a good point because there were parts where she almost sounded like she was trying to be something of a southern woman I don't know. She she dropped a G in there, and I was like, I don't know where she's supposed to be from. Uh, but yeah, that is a little bit confusing. But maybe you could, maybe this is a stretch, but maybe you could say Jean didn't really, he hadn't really thought his character through. <laughs> he, he was yeah. like, what's yeah. my motivation? <laughs> oh, I took the face of her mother. Oops. I guess I should have thought about this. Yeah. You know what's going to get Car onto the same page and, and like not have her thinking about her mom the whole time? What if I did an accent? <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> done and done. Really, Jean is just a really good actor. Like he he's he's really he's trying some things out. He's playing around with accents. He's pl- playing around with looks. Uh, so maybe shapeshifters are just uh, prone to improvising. I, I don't know if he plans those things out before he becomes someone. I don't know, but it's it's a, it's a good point. Like how would he know what Alora looked like? I don't know. Uh, but I th- I think Eric, you made a good point about how the storytelling wise, I can sort of see why it was in there because it does give Kara a chance to interact with her quote mom and deal with trying to live on Earth and be human uh, in the midst of her still kind of getting over her uh, loss of her Kryptonian family and and everything that she knows. So I I get why that was in there. Uh, the only thing that sort of took me out of that scene was her name being Noelle Neal, which, of course, is uh, one of the, uh, the first Lois Lanes. Uh, she's she's kind of one of the more famous Lois Lanes. She was on uh, the new advent- uh, actually the Adventures of Superman with George Reeves. Uh, but I just thought it was too on the nose. I, I that that took me out of it. I was sort of hoping that if you were going to do something like that, maybe maybe mix it up. Maybe her name could be Margot Neal or Noel Noel Kidder or Noel Hatcher or Terry Neal. You know, something like that. But her her name being Noel Neal, I was like, ah, that's a little too much. Maybe 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 uh, mix it up next time. Maybe be a little more creative. Yeah, it almost it almost felt like they they had maybe even that entire sequence in there. Um, because they weren't necessarily sure how well the young uh, actresses were going to do, but they had done such a good job up to that point that I was, you know, I was in for the story. I was already captivated by what was happening. I found when I was trying to do the live tweets, I was like, I don't want to tweet. I just want to keep watching. <laughs> like I, I was yeah. so engaged with it, and so yeah, I, I agree with you too. Because when I heard that name, I was like, oh, don't don't bring me out of it yet. Like I, I, they, they were totally carrying the story to that point. And then it was like, Oh, okay. Well, one too many references. A Chloe reference is, is powerful enough. Yeah. They, they try to throw a lot of things out there and I, I get it. Like if you're a writer and you have Erica Durant in the scene, you want to throw a Lois Lane reference in there. I totally 100% get it. 
It's just, it was just one of those things that was eating at me while I was watching the episode. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. that's it. I have a line and you, you crossed it. It was yeah. a, a, little, a, little, a little, a little too much there. One um, too many. One to, one Shut too, it down. One too many meta references there. Uh, but I did, one of the things I did really like about that scene was that young Kara speaks Kryptonian to this shape-shifted uh, lady FBI agent named Noel Neal. Uh, she does say, I love you, mom, in Kryptonese, or Kryptonian, I guess, in my brain, when it's spoken, it's Kryptonian. When it's read, it's Kryptonese. It's a whole thing. Um, but I, I always, <laughs> but I always like when Kara gets to speak uh, in her native tongue on the show, and so that's always a, a big treat for me. So I just wanted to make sure that that was mentioned. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, definitely a, a different way to see Jean using his shape shifting powers, and it was good to see that he has been watching them and, and making sure that. Uh, young are uh, Alex and Cara are okay. And I guess that brings us to present date because we did get to see some of the adult grown-up versions of these characters and and how they were trying to cope with all the bad things that have been happening to them. Uh, so Kelsey, uh, let's start with you. what did what did you think about how those flashbacks that we see in this episode Midvale, how does that impact uh, present day Cara and Alex? Um, I think that, Having that kind of flashback, uh, just having the two adult sisters go home, they have a little mom time. Mom mom says exactly what she's going to say and keeping saying exactly what the daughters need to hear. And I, I think the time, the flashback really kind of helps set how far they've actually come because I think as fans, we don't necessarily see the turmoil that led up to the famous sister bond that we know now. Um, and I think sometimes that sometimes you just need to go home where everything is right. And sometimes you kind of recenter yourself. And I think that that's what we were seeing is just them recentering themselves as adults. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts about how the flashbacks impacted the grown up versions of Alex and Kara? So for from my point of view, I felt that you have basically the end scene there where Alex says to Kara, young young Alex says to young Kara, you know, I've never had a sister, but I'm going to try and be better at it. Um, and then you have that kind of uh, book ended with adult Alex saying, um, I never really knew what I had in you until that moment. I think both of those that little bridge there was exactly what I was looking for because what we saw was, you know, a very raw sister relationship when they were younger. And then they are the pinnacle of a good adult sister relationship. And so we know that there's going to be a lot of story about where they were and where they get, you know, when, where we see them uh, week in and week out. And it was those two um, lines for me that really tied it all together because it was them recognizing an opportunity to have a sister and she's committing herself to try and be a better sister. And then Alex reciprocates that, or adult Alex reciprocates what young Alex says again by saying, you know, I never realized what I had in you. Um, until that moment and it was like oh oof heartstrings you got me and you really get to see how years go by and and they grow not only as individuals but 
as empathetic, strong women who can then rely on each other. Yeah, and, and no matter what kind of arguments they get into. And that was again like these two women are hurting and they're they're having a really difficult time. Some of the most difficult times you can have in your life. And they're looking at each other and sitting there thinking like we have been through so much. You know, throwing another log on the fire is not going to extinguish what we have. And that recognition and their ability to uh, sing on the way home in the car, hmm. I think, was probably the most uh, heartwarming moment I've seen on Supergirl. Yeah, uh, really, really great points. Uh, I, I think it was big of Alex to admit that sometimes she had acted poorly, maybe made some poor choices that came from her her jealousy and her uh, frustration with the way that she felt that Kara had upset her life. So, and I think that came from a real place. And we, we've heard that, uh, we've heard Alex speak about that in, in, in previous episodes that she did feel that way about Kara. So it was, it was nice to see some character continuity, uh, here in this episode. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, the way they ended the episode was, uh, it was a, it was a great payoff to what they, they kind of went through, uh, when they went home. Um, Morgan, what, what did you think about seeing, uh, adult Alex and Kara in this episode and, and how maybe they were trying to to fight through their issues with each other. Yeah, I, I really loved it. I think that at, like at this show's heart, it's always the best when it's about the Danvers sisters. And so I love that this episode was just wholly focused on their relationship. And one of the things I liked is that early on in the episode, um, when they go back home, it's like they it's like they have gone back in time to their high school mm-hmm. selves because they're they're bickering and they're like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's so funny because that's not a that's not usually what we see their relationship as when they're you know when they're working at the DEO or just hanging out but as soon as they go home it's like like a light switch and they're right back to high school, which I think is really accurate for a lot of people's like, you know, if you've gone away and you come back, suddenly you find yourself kind of that person that you were the last time you were there, like just slipping back into that. So I right. thought that was really funny. You know, they're in their old bedrooms. They have to share a bedroom now. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was really great. And then at the end, um, when they're they're driving back home, I, I really love that scene. I thought it was so strong to show just how far they've come from how estranged they, they were when they were younger and how they've bonded so much and how important they are to each other now. Yeah, and I, I would echo that too and say that I think they both recognized the fact that they were still hurting from both uh, Monel and from Maggie, but they allowed themselves to share a moment between sisters. And that that's why I just absolutely felt that that was out of the park when they're, you know, and they let they let it go a little long, too. It was a good 20 seconds of Alex and or of uh, Kyler Lee and uh, Melissa dancing in that car. Which, by the way, we need the soundtrack from John Jones's car. Oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> Spears and, if they uh, could just launch that CD for us, that would be great. Yeah. Well, you can go to the Supergirl radio playlist on Spotify. We've got all of those jams uh, listed in a playlist. So if you do, if you would like that, it is there. Now, now I want, like, John's, like, Duke Silver secret to be that exactly he, like, like DJs on the weekends, but it's all like <laughs> classic '90s and early 2000s like <laughs> like tunes. 
straight straight pop music. Too. Yeah, straight <laughs> pop music, all all from from that time period. He's like, like it just the pop was better then. It was, it was so <laughs> addicting. Oh my gosh. DJ Noel Neal spinning the spinning the tunes. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's where he uh, maybe he had to adopt that personality when Party Girl Alex uh, was hitting the scene when she was in her party years. Uh, so maybe that's uh, maybe it's interconnected. I, I feel like we just wrote an episode. It's uh, all yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so canon accepted. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think this, uh, this was a, a great episode for, uh, for Alex and Kara, and I thought the, uh, the theme of home was a big one in this, uh, you know, Kara says, uh, young Kara, uh, really wrecked me where she, when she says, you know, this is never going to be home, I hate it here, and, uh, and when Kara and Alex are there at the end, uh, Kara, uh, tells Alex, she says, I feel at home with you, and I thought that that was a, a nice way to tie up the uh, the connection between the sisters in that episode and 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 the seeing them so free and singing and you're right Eric it did go on I felt it went on a little long but we, yeah. we, can, we can kind of, we can kind of deal with it because we like the characters uh, but it was it was like wow they're they're we're just gonna hang out with them while they sing in the car this is a yep. this is a um, this is a way to end the episode I suppose uh, but yeah so I, I I did like that they 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 felt a little freer when they left they had kind of rejuvenated themselves and uh found their their way their connection point back together so i did think that that was a good way to end it all right well let's move on to uh some final thoughts some overall thoughts uh what did you guys think about uh this episode as a whole let's uh start with eric what did you think on our site we we've started a star rating system and i gave it six out of six stars (laughs) i don't know what else that means but (laughs) but i I loved it. Um, like you've said before, anytime that uh, it's Danvers or the Danvers sisters centric like that, um, it's heartwarming. It's it gets to the core of what Supergirl is about, and that's exactly what we got. the The young actresses who came in were phenomenal. Um, I I mean, aside from a little bit of a weird agent uh, Noel Neal, I I have no complaints. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. All right, well, let's uh, stick with the six-star rating system. Uh, Kelsey, how many stars would you give it? Uh, I would also give it six out of six stars. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was just a nice, refreshing step back from all the stuff that's been going on lately with them, and we get to have an inside view of just how their bond even started. And even without the on-the-nose uh uh, Easter eggs in there. It was, I think, it was a fantastic episode, uh, and it wouldn't have been. But Olivia and Isabella were so seamless in terms of playing Alex and Kara as teenagers that that it was so. It was a nice break. It was realistic. I was I was very rejuvenated myself just watching that. All right, Morgan. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts uh, in terms of the six star rating system? How many would you give it? I would give it a six out of six stars. Hey, all right. <laughs> Yay! No, I thought it was. I thought it was so good. I really liked. I really liked the focus on the Danvers sister relationship. I loved the uh, the Smallville kind of. You know, we're gonna solve this this crime together as teenagers feel to it there's a a lot of crime and corruption in that town which uh 
is is great i guess <laughs> i'm sure they were i'm sure they were busy with scooby-doo adventures uh, for years afterwards <laughs> um but i and 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 like everyone was saying it the the young actresses who played um car and alex just blew me away it wasn't just that they were like so good and they, they looked just like them their mannerisms were so similar there are a couple times where I was like oh my god Kyra Lee does that exact same thing or oh my god Melissa Benoist like always does that thing with her face when she's angry like how in the world <laughs> so I was I was just really really impressed with the uh, with the acting all around in this one yeah it almost seems like they had a time machine went back in time plucked Melissa Benoist and Kyler Lee from a, a, a previous time period and brought them to the future and made them be in this episode. That's actually <laughs> that's an upcoming episode of Legends. Is I was I was gonna to... say I didn't want to yeah. I didn't want to spoil it, you guys, <laughs> but like yes. <laughs> well, uh, Morgan, I, I look forward to listening uh, to that episode, uh, <laughs> but since, not watching it. But not watching it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I would agree that the young actresses were very very good in this episode. It was. Uh, Actually, part of the reason why I like this episode so much was that we got to see uh, how, uh, I think, Kelsey, you mentioned that this was basically the origin story for the Danvers sisters and how they became so close. And so it was nice to see that part of their story. And I, th- I think my my touch point with the Supergirl TV series and with the character of Kara is that in some points, I, I find myself really connecting with her on a personal level and there was a scene uh, we didn't mention it too much uh just for time but there's a scene with eliza and car and they're sort of up late night talk uh they're up late up late at night talking to each other and uh eliza tells her you have the most wide open heart in the world for other people but when you feel weak you punish yourself for it and i was i was like oh is Eliza talking to me? I feel like she might be talking to me. So uh, even if that's something that I really had to wrestle with myself, I it was it was nice in terms of my love for the show and my love for Kara on a on a, a personal selfish level that I had a, a connection point with the character of Kara because it, sometimes it's 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 funny like Kara you know Kara is Supergirl she has these. Uh, awesome abilities that she has that I will never have, but there's something about Kara as as a quote human, as a as a person, as a person who lives on Earth. She she still experiences the same kind of things that we do, and so it's nice to have the ability to connect with someone like that, even though even though it's a character who's uh, can shoot uh, lasers and or and or <laughs> fire from her eyes. Uh, so I I really enjoyed that as well. I think for me, I would probably give it a five and a half. Uh, out of six oh, stars, I'm oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Almost a perfect score. I couldn't give it a straight six, uh, mostly because of Noel Neal, <laughs> but uh, I, I still think it's a very good episode, and it's uh, probably one of my favorites of the season so far. I think this was a really solid episode. It was nice. Uh, it was a refreshing change in the format of the way they do uh, these episodes. Uh, so I, I welcome more flashbacks. Give me more character stuff from yes. other characters. I, w- I would like to see more things like this. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed this one as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for our discussion. So let's find out what our listeners had to say about Midvale. Morgan, would you like to read some tweets for us? I would love it. <laughs> um, our first tweet is from at Rachel Eiley. She says the Smallville references were everything. Uh, really great episode. Wonderful for yeah. Wonderful performances from everybody. 
Um, at Little Hope, he said, loved the ending. Danvers Sisters will always be my favorite part of the show. Can we have a young Cara and Alex episode in every season from now on? I would, I would say yes. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> um, at True Just Brian said, casting of and performances by actresses portraying younger Danvers sisters was amazing. A wonderful episode. Um, at Janice underscore Spalek said, um, Midvale was one of Supergirl's best episodes ever. Um, at Israel K 2600 said, I'm so happy that they had Kenny. I'm an Asian American boy and it matters so much to me to have representation. Great episode all around. Glad for the show presenting the ways people grieve and the time it takes a lot. Also, did you see Eliza reading Cat Grant's book? Yeah. Uh, the heart emojis. <laughs> I actually did not. So now I feel like I want to go back and rewatch just for that. Yeah. If you watch the scene when Kara, young Kara and young Alex are coming to breakfast eliza is reading a book that has cat grant on the cover i don't know how many books cat has written uh but she, but eliza is reading up on cat grant's life i think it was uh nine lives and counting by cat grant oh, <laughs> <What>? love it <laughs> that's love an amazing it. title <laughs> Um, at Madtown, Davison says, a really good episode. They really did an incredible job of casting young Alex and Kara. I would honestly watch a Midvale show that was just young Alex and Kara solving mysteries and getting into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> if they had the time and the effort and the budget, I think uh, they could do like a web series. Ooh, yeah. Speaking of Smallville, they did that with Chloe. They had the Chloe Chronicles. That's her, oh god, the Chloe Chronicles. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, I think they could do some sort of Midvale mystery thing that uh, Cara and Alex have to solve some sort of crime, have to do something in Midvale. They could put it up on uh, CWTV.com or they could put it on the Blu-ray. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm throwing out some free ideas. That, I mean, I would watch it. I would watch it, absolutely. So... <laughs> Um, at Mark HBPWM said, I wasn't a huge Smallville fan, but the Chloe mentions and Agent Noel Neal um, were awesome. The kids nailed it, and I loved the whole episode. Also, for what it's worth, when I type Smallville into my phone, it offers shippers as the next word. Hashtag, my phone knows too much. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, your phone really has, uh, really was around during Smallville, I guess. Yeah, it's self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Kaya underscore Matsui said, first of all, Erica Durant is still the best Lois Lane ever. Second, this is basically a Smallville episode inside a Supergirl episode, right? Unfortunately, I feel like it did not get us anywhere. Too much of a filler. It was great, but fruitless. And we already had a filler with Far From the Tree. Um, at Patty Mello 20 said, Oh my God, so many Smallville buildings. I can't deal. The school colors were very similar. The telescope, the school facade was almost the same. Even the best friend with secret feelings was there. I feel like they should do a Smallville version of Supergirl called Midvale. Uh, seems like that's a very popular opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at B Man 923 said, I love the Chloe shout out. I miss you, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Um, at Enrique V B J uh, B Junior said, "Cara mentioned Chloe Sullivan and the Wall of Weird. That means Smallville takes place on Cara's Earth." Uh, that was my initial reaction. I was like, "Yes, it's the same Earth." And then somebody pointed out to me, like, "Well, what about the the Cara in Smallville?" And I was like. Oh, yeah. Let's not think too hard about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's two. Don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a it's a little bit different, but I I don't know if people know, but like Chloe Sullivan has been in the comics. Like she has been in other iterations of the Superman story other than uh, Smallville. So I think this is just one of those things that we can maybe take in this iteration of the story that this Clark Kent did still grow up in Smallville and had a, you know, a best friend named Chloe. And they kept that relationship going uh, in, in in terms of helping Kara and all of that kind of stuff. So maybe if they, if they, it's not the exact same Earth, they still had a Chloe Sullivan in this iteration of the story. I mean, if they wanted to bring a Chloe Sullivan on as a guest star on the show, I'm just saying I wouldn't say no to it. I would cry a little bit, but I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Um, uh, and our last tweet is at Rantasma one said the Veronica Mars levels of, uh, the Veronica Mars level of detective work was as bad and dangerous as Veronica Mars. It did have some, a little bit of a Veronica Mars feel to it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm a huge Veronica Mars fan. So I, I think that that is a cool analogy, a cool comparison, So uh, thank you all for your tweets. And before we wrap up our feedback, we have a snap judgment. Yay. Uh, Sent in by a listener named Gina. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. So the snap judgment that Gina sent in was... Bowling with Wynn and James, or Girls' Night with Kara and Alex. So which would you rather participate in? Uh, let's start with Eric. Which one would you uh, choose? Oh, Snap Judgment. I, and this is just because it's Snap. I'm going to say Bowling with Wynn and James, only because I'd probably be too nervous to hang out with Kara and Alex. <laughs> Fair. All right, Kelsey, which one would you rather do? Bowling with Wayne and James or Girls' Night with Kara and Alex? Ooh, this one is hard because, I mean, it's not for a competition because I, I, I'm terrible at bowling. So, uh, <laughs> ooh, Wayne and James? Uh, Wynn seems like a really charming young man, and uh, he, <laughs> and I'm a, a nervous sort of person, and I think he would help me relax a little and and. I don't know. Snap judgment. <laughs> if, if it was a girls' night with Lena in it too, then full oh total girls' night. Like I, I always wanted to hang out with Lena. That could change the snap judgment. It could change it. Uh, so Morgan, what is what is your choice between bowling with Wynn and James or Girls' Night with Car and Alex? Girls' Night with Car and Alex. They always have the best TV show selections on. <laughs> <laughs> Just always ready to binge watch something. Yeah, is it is it TV shows or are we watching a classic film? Because that would change the answer for me. Uh, I think I might go bowling with Wynn and James on this. No judgments on your snap judgments. So uh, th- thank you, everyone, for making some snap judgments. Uh, also, always a lot of fun. Uh, I think listeners like to send us these things in just to see if we uh, have some struggles with some of these answers. <laughs> I think do. I think oftentimes snap judgments, uh, you really have to make a choice, and it's difficult, uh, but we're up to the challenge. Uh, so thanks uh, to Gina for sending in that snap judgment. 
Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for all of our thoughts and all of our feedback on Midvale. Um, Eric, Kelsey, uh, thank you so much for coming on to Supergirl Radio and chatting with us about this episode. How can our listeners find you on the internet? Uh, well, first, thank you for having us. This yes. was a lot of fun. Um, so, obviously, our site is uh, supergirl.tv. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, please come check us out. Um, we're on Twitter as well as Supergirl TV site, or I guess at Supergirl TV site. Um, we're also on Facebook as uh, Supergirl TV site. And uh, I think we have a Google Plus and a Tumblr too, somewhat to that effect. <laughs> it's we're not, all over. The we're place. all over the place. <laughs> uh, if you come by supergirl.tv, you'll you'll find links to all of our stuff. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for what you do for Supergirl fans and for the fan community and uh, the way you all are so excited about the show and enthusiastic. And uh, we really appreciated having you both on. Oh, thank you yeah, very much. Thanks for having us. Yes, this was fun. Well, we'll have to do some uh, more team ups in the future sometime. Oh, count us in. Yeah. Yeah. We'll. <laughs> We'd love it. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play and iHeartRadio. And we, as we mentioned in the episode, we have a playlist on Spotify. So if you are interested in any of the jams heard on this week's episode of Supergirl, you can hear it there. We'll be adding those onto the playlist. And we are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. We are also available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review and if you need any of these links i know it's a lot of information to uh, take in all at once you can go to supergirlradio.com and we have all of our links on the right side of the page supergirl radio is part of the dc tv podcast network so if you also like arrow the flash legends of tomorrow i zombie classic dc tv shows like Smallville and the upcoming <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the upcoming Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titan shows. You can subscribe to DCTV Podcast on iTunes and follow at DCTV Podcast on Twitter and like DCTV Podcast. Uh, yeah, I was right. No, DCTV Podcast on <laughs> Facebook. I questioned myself at the last moment. <laughs> I was so close. You sounded great. Sounded so good. <laughs> you, you, you even improvised a little bit. You were, you're feeling I too did. sure of yourself. I was riffing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you can uh, subscribe to the DCTV Podcast Mega Feed, and you can get all of those podcasts all in one feed uh, if you would like to do that. Uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D. E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. Uh, I'm taking a little bit of a Twitter hiatus. Uh, not sure when that will end. Um, maybe never. I may say off Twitter altogether. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Twitter is always going to lure you back, <laughs> Rebecca. It's like a, a Twitter siren song. It, it's, <laughs> it sucks me in. I can't quit it. Uh, but you can also find me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. That's T-H-E-D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I like to experiment with photography. So if you'd like to see any of the pictures I take over there, you can do that. Uh, I also have some videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. I promise at some point I will have new content. It's just been a little busy the past couple of months. I'm hoping to get some videos up after the first of the year. I'm also a contributor to JLU Podcast, which you can find over at jluniverse.podomatic.com. Uh, I was also a recent guest on Mask and Hammer Society to participate in a DCE 
DCEU recap. So if you're interested in those films, you can head over to soundcloud.com slash mask-hammer-society. I'm on episode number 23, so you can go give it a listen. We talk about all the... Uh, we sort of recap the movies, and then we talk about how what we think about them. Uh, so I had a good time uh, speaking with those guys over there. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. Uh, same thing on Instagram, although uh, I haven't been posting much on Instagram lately, just kind of looking at the pictures. Rebecca does, however, have <laughs> a lot of good pictures on Instagram because I like, I like everyone like a stalker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I will tell Take your like. I will take it. Thank I accept you. it. <laughs> Sometimes I try not to do it all at once because I'm like, this is, this is too weird. But like Instagram doesn't have that. It started to do that thing where it shows them out of order now. So sometimes I'm just scrolling and I'm like, oh, here's a bunch of pictures I like. And I'm like, oh, my God, did I just like 20 of Rebecca's pictures right <laughs> in like somebody in her bushes? <laughs> so, <laughs> just getting out there now apologizing. You, th- you think that's weird. But on my end, I'm like, hey, my Instagram's blowing up. This is awesome. <laughs> just blowing up. <laughs> it's all me. Um <laughs> You can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. So we are hoping to get on a little bit more of a regular schedule. One of our um, co-hosts, Amy, is in a production of Into the Woods in uh, in San Diego, I feel like is probably the right place. Um, <laughs> You should check with Amy. But um, so we have uh, kind of had to move around some of our recording days. So now um, the Legends of Tomorrow podcast sort of just appears magically in your podcast feed. You don't know when it's coming, but it's going to be showing up. So just like hold on and wait. It's going to I think it's I think it's an exciting thing we're doing this season where you never know when the next podcast episode is dropping and it just sort of <laughs> appears as if by magic. <laughs> it makes it uh, much more exciting, I think, when it shows up in your feed. It's like a little present. We're just we're keeping people on their toes. <laughs> so everybody, if you would like to listen to the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, it sounds like you should be subscribed. You should because it's it's the new episodes will show up at some point. And if you're subscribed, you'll never miss an episode. And if you're like me and you don't watch the show <laughs> because, you know, that's just not your thing, but your thing is listening to the podcast, I highly recommend that you make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss it, even if the schedule is a little wonky. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for our uh, our entire episode on Midvale. But if you want to hang out for a quick spoiler section, we'll be doing that after our theme music. But until then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And Morgan, I just wanted to tell you that you suck less than a lot of other people today. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> Past couple of months when I dream, I see 
seat, Monel. And we are back. And what you just heard was the audio for what's coming up on Supergirl. The next episode is called Wake Up. The official description reads, quote, When Wynn and the team discover an alien ship has crash-landed deep underwater beneath National City, Kara slash Supergirl is called in to investigate. Meanwhile, Hank attempts to bond with his father, Mirren. Samantha, eager for some understanding of the changes she has been experiencing, looks to her estranged mother, Patricia Arias, guest star Betty Buckley for answers, unquote. Uh, So this is uh, an interesting description for me personally because uh, right away I've noticed that they have changed the spelling of Mirren, and it really kind of bugs me a little bit uh, (laughs) because there are three different versions of how to spell that character's name, and I just wish someone would pick one they're just trying to keep you on your toes they're like <sighs> this next this next spelling this one's just for rebecca <laughs> yeah, that, that apostrophe just seems to kind of go willy-nilly it keeps moving <laughs> around the name wouldn't it be funny if like every description the apostrophe is just in a different place <laughs> <laughs> uh what one one day it's just gonna disappear there's gonna be no apostrophe and i'm not gonna know what to do with myself <laughs> uh, it's gonna be weird um but someone in authority just pick one and stick with it um but uh so in terms of the content of this episode uh what what's most exciting to you guys about the episode description that we are given uh eric what are your thoughts um i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say it or not it's spoiler-ish um but i noticed that in the uh, photos that come with this episode uh i'll say that it's not just one person that they discover on that alien ship Oh, well, this is the spoiler section. Yeah, I think it's a safe place. This is, yeah, this is a safe place for spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is an intriguing tidbit there that we, we might be uh, seeing someone else in this episode. Um, uh, is, is the ship part of the episode kind of what you're most looking forward to? Well, uh, yeah, so um, Monel. Uh, his return and his... I'm actually more interested in the circumstances Um I've heard so many theories, and I think we all have a pretty good idea, but the best part is we're never going to know the specifics until we see it, and so I'm, I'm, I'm hungry to find out when they say he comes back different, why? Like, why and what? That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, it's been a, been a long time coming for this season, for the for this return of Monel. So we'll, we'll definitely have to keep our eyes out for why he is the way that he is. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't he grow a beard? And he has a beard. The spoiler is he changed because he got a beard. Because he grew a beard. Oh, He's man. so different now. For, for November, he had a November beard. For November. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, what's exciting to you about this episode description? I am actually like, okay, Monel comes back, great, but I'm very excited to see Betty Buckley. Yes. Uh, as soon as I heard that, I was just like, I don't care about anything else. Just give me Betty Buckley 
and then this is going to be a great episode. Uh, I also am actually very excited to see Hank bond with his father, and I, I, that that whole reunion episode just crushed me <laughs> in terms of like how his father. Oh, the flashbacks. And the yeah, kids, yeah. How his father forgot or didn't believe him. A little more Carl Lumby in our lives is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Morgan, what is sticking out to you about this episode that is pumping you up for next week? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm just stealing all of uh, all of yours because Betty Buckley, first and foremost, super pumped to see her on the show. Um, and then I, I'm really excited to see... Um, to see John and and his and his father bond, or um, because as soon as that that episode aired, I was kind of wondering like, where is he staying now? Where does John even stay? You can't stay at my apartment, Dad. Yeah, I, I have a lot of questions about um, most of the cast and whether or not they are all homeless because <laughs> we we have seen so so few homes um so it's possible that jean and mirin are uh with james under the desk at catco and we wouldn't know that's true so so i'm excited i'm excited to see more of the the uh the jean and mirin uh living situation i hope it's uh, a lot of them arguing about stealing food or like who is supposed to do the dishes um and and possibly he bonds by telling him a secret because <laughs> oh. i'm not giving well, up on the secret <laughs> the big thing is that they all live at samantha's house which is why lena had to sleep on the couch yeah there you go yep. oh no wonder that <laughs> all those guest rooms are filled with ceo agents <laughs> They, they didn't. They didn't tell you, but Samantha actually runs a boarding house for, yeah. for wayward secondary characters on Supergirl. Oh. <laughs> That's connecting so many dots for me right now. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, um, we just wrote another episode. Uh, we are we are really uh, churning them out in this uh, episode of Supergirl Radio. Uh, yeah, no, this episode seems really exciting. Uh, the, the return of Monel seems very intriguing. I am also. Curious to know what is going on with Samantha and what her her estranged mother might know. Why would she have any answers? So I'm very curious about that. Uh, even though I'm confused about the spelling of his name, I am excited to see more of Hank and his father and see what is going on there. So yeah, this looks to be a, a shaping up to be a pretty good episode. Um, I also think it's interesting that the episode title "Wake Up" is something that happened in the premiere episode of season three. Is it what oh, Monel yeah, said true. to Kara uh, to get her to snap out of? Uh, what she was going through and 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 save the day. So uh, I'm curious as to what that how that ties back into everything. And this episode, which should be mentioned, is going to be directed by Chad Lowe. Chad Lowe back again. He's not culty this time. I don't think uh, he's he's gotten out of the cult and he said, "Hey, I want to be a TV director." <laughs> All of his dreams are coming true. Uh, so that's that's very exciting that he got to to do more things within the show. So uh, I guess that's going to do it for our thoughts on the spoiler section here. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with a new episode discussion next time on Supergirl Radio.